Welcome to I'm Not Lost Travel Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about Azerbaijan. I had no idea how to even find this on a map as of like a year ago. Um, and I couldn't even tell you one fact about it. But since we were exploring that area, I figure, well, why not? Might as well. When will we ever get to see this country? Um, and it's worth it. It was really cool. There are some basic facts about Azerbaijan to kind of get you uh, acquainted. It is, you know, near the Caspian Sea, borders with Russia, with Iran, with Armenia, Georgia. Um, and it's often had a, some troubles with its northern neighbors, Russia, and its southern neighbors, Armenia. Um, it's about almost 10 million people. So it's a pretty large country. The capital is Baku, and they use the manat as their form of money, the Azerbaijani uh, manat. Um, what else? It is near the Caucasus Mountains, so there is a mountainous region in the north, whereas the south is more kind of desert and hot and things of that nature. Um, yeah, other than that, it has the nickname of the land of uh, kind of gas and fire, I guess you would say, just because there is so much natural gas underground and there is a lot of oil. Um, and that's something that's kind of really been the boom for its growth is once they tapped into that. It was game on as far as, you know, building up Baku and kind of turning it into a, a playground of just amazing architecture and wealth and things like that. So, all right. So we'll just run across a couple of quick things that, you know, just some basic tips. If you're going to go there and you don't have, you know, too much time, you probably could base yourself just in Baku um, and go from there. We stayed at the Ibis uh, in Baku. And it was a little bit off the beaten path. Uh, I wish we would have stayed closer, but you know, we just wanted something with good AC since it's so darn hot. Um, there's not a lot of backpacking style hostels there. Um, if you have all the money in the world, you could stay at what I thought was one of the nicest hotels I've ever even seen was the Fairmount, which is in the Baku Flame Towers. You walk in and it's just this giant like lobby with a person playing a classical piano and giant uh, bouquet of fresh flowers. Um, I don't know. I just <laughs> instantly felt out of place. That's how fancy it was. Um, cause here we come in all sweaty from our exploring that day. So, um, but that was really neat. And if you do go there, go around sunset because you can sit at the restaurant at the top, have a drink and watch the uh, flame towers turn on. So that was a great idea and a great suggestion that Jess had. And, and it really turned out to be a beautiful view from up there. So, um, what else when you're there, you could do a free walking tour. That's something that we did that we enjoyed. Um, you know, it was okay. The guy kind of had his like his script down and it was a little cheesy, but, um, took us to the basic parts, which is the old town. That's kind of the focus of it. That's where the city started and you'll see the old walls, um, how they kept people out. There's like the maiden tower, which it's like $8. So a little pricey again for backpackers. And we've heard not necessarily worth it as far as a view. Just, it wasn't, you can't get that high back in the day. They couldn't build that high. So you can't see that far now since everything's blocking it. But you can see from the old town, there's a, a palace there, which is really neat to explore. Um, and just seeing that contrast from this old town to the amazingness of the architecture from all the wealth from the oil. Um, so that's kind of a neat contrast. So you'll want to spend some time there. And it's also not too far away from, you know, some of the other cool spots that you want to explore, such as um, Nizami Street, which we thought was really cool. It's kind of an area that has a ton of restaurants, um, a ton of just shops, 
uh, places that you could just eat. Um, and what we like to do is we like to just, I think we grabbed some just snacks from street vendors and some cold drinks and just sat on a bench and just people watch. We had a little bit of time to rest and a little bit of time to kill. And that was awesome. So definitely go around there. Um, if, if you have a little, you know, you want to kind of get a feel for the culture, you'll see how nice everyone is dressed. They're so fancy. They make me look you know, like a, uh, a bum, <laughs> but it was really fun, um, to just kind of wander there. We did go to a really fun restaurant that's right near just a little bit from Nizami street. And that is the partisan restaurant. Um, it was kind of cool. It was, you had to find this door. And once you go up to the door, it doesn't say anything about a restaurant. doesn't have the name. You just kind of take the, the big metal thing and knock on it with it. And all of a sudden the door slams open and there's a guy dressed like an old communist Russian, who shouts orders at you and then you just all of a sudden get drug into this this place to eat so um the food was okay wasn't too expensive actually and aside from um me getting shoved underground into a cell uh, because i wouldn't pay him a tip <laughs> as part of the fun and sure enough jess didn't even try and rescue me shameful just shameful but it was really fun so we did that we walked to a cute little cafe called old school cafe which is all old school stuff there was literally not one person in the cafe um, I think we got some baklava and I tried to order some gla a glass of wine. Um, so yeah, in that area, there's just going to be a lot of places to eat and drink um, near Nizami Street. From there, other places that you could go. Um, real quick, before we get outside the city, let's stay in the city. We did uh, start, if you want to start on one end of the city, we went to the Yurat Contemporary Art, Sem Contemporary Art Center. And that was really cool. It was free, and they had um, a guided tour, uh, probably three, four people in the whole place. Um, and she walked us through everything, spoke really good English. And that was cool. I love contemporary art. Kind of use your mind. What do you think this is? And she kind of had us really do some, I don't know. I just liked that. I thought that was really cool. Um, and there's two parts to it. So one was, you know, just about, I don't know, 25 yards from the other big building. And also cool AC and just definitely worth a stop. Next is uh, near there, I should say, is Flag Square. Jess has a weird fascination with giant flags. Like, it's probably one of the weirder things to know about her. So she drug us over to Flag Square. And to her chagrin, Flag Square was closed. Unfortunately, they were one-upped by Tajikistan and I think Saudi Arabia. So they are closed to now top them. It is a endless pit of money and um kind of i don't know is that machismo that i have to be bigger than yours but i'm not really sure where that comes from but uh we saw them with just one portion of the new one that's coming we both were like wow it is insane how big that's gonna be so as of today um 2022 it is closed for now but uh you can keep walking there and we kept walking until we got to the baku eye um, that was a theme almost on our trip is every one of the capitals we kept going to had giant Ferris wheels. So I think it was like $5. It was nice, cool. I think it was, no, it was air conditioned. So that was amazing. And you can see a nice view of the city, the Caspian Sea, and we kind of timed it around sunset. So that was really nice. From there, I think we took, if you go near Highland Park, or at least towards that direction, off the Corniche, you go upwards and you could take a funicular. And that took us up to Martyrs Lane. And in Martyrs Lane is really neat. It's a tribute to all the people who died in, um, in their war with Armenia, but a giant eternal flame. Like, I have no idea whether there's nothing blocking people from, you know, going near it. It's just right there. 
and it is a giant flame. They have gas coming out everywhere here, apparently, and just let it burn. So, um, and you'll see that. Jess was like, do you see that in the distance there? It's just fire, you know, coming out of that smokestack or something, just like big flames coming from all over. And I guess that's just how factories kind of do it there. I don't know. So really interesting, but I guess it doesn't cost much. So that's why it is. Um, but from Martyrs Lane, we walked to the Flame Towers, I said, the Fairmount Hotel, which was super fancy. And then that's where we stayed for the evening to watch um, the Flame Towers light up and do their thing. Really cool and definitely worth a visit. It doesn't cost anything except for to get a drink at the top. Um, if you go back to the Corniche to keep walking along there, uh, you'll find really nice mall along that walk. You'll find the Azerbaijani Carpet Museum. It is amazing. They somehow made a museum look like a carpet rolled up. The architecture in the city is probably the best architecture I've ever seen. Just just wild. Just trying to one-up each other and pretty insane. But near the Carpet Museum is also the Mini Venice. They have little gondola rides that are really cheesy, but some reason really popular. And in this area, it's really starting to get busy at night. You'll see people coming out to cool off. And tons of, you know, young people walk in. Um, yeah, one thing that's a little scary is they do have the scooters. And um, I think some of these people have never ridden a scooter. And yeah, I know people whine about scooters a lot and it annoys me. But here it is really crazy how fast they get going and they don't know how to stop them. So just be on the lookout at all times. Um, if you continue along the corniche, you'll just keep going. It goes for miles and miles. I think we walked, I don't know, maybe five miles along this thing. Um, because it is a nice, you know, just nice to a strolling, safe city. And we kept going. If you go all the way down, which, you know, you'll start to see a lot of like the Turkish ice cream sellers. And that's always fun to watch. Um, we went all the way down to the Crescent Bay, which is that hotel they're making. And for some reason it's been in limbo for like 10 years they can't quite figure out how to make the curve of the hotel but if you google it, it is insane architecture and that's really cool um and in that area towards the end too that's where you'll see like near the that baku marriott and that crescent bay there's lamborghini dealerships and prada and just every brand that i could never afford so you know there's not if you're going to look for sale there's not too much there to do it with um and, and in general there's just not too many markets we went to the one market that was closed to try and um, they're trying to, is a bazaar, yeah, still bazaar, but it was closed at the time. So they're trying to make it nicer. Um, and the last thing I want to point out in the city is the Hader Aliyev Center. I think that was the president um, for many years. And that is really cool. It's a really great museum, musical instruments, history, some of the folk traditions. Um, but just the architecture of that building was absolutely insane. Just, I don't know how... Um, how, how they designed it, but it is, it is incredible. And it was only like $7 to, to get in. Um, uh, yeah, that was, that was just one of my favorite aspects of it. And I think it was, um, one of the famous architects, Zaha Hadid. She's done a lot of really cool buildings. So that's, that's definitely worth a visit. If you, if you get time, I think we spent like two to three hours there and that was, you know, not a ton of time, but enough. From there, we took a, just, that was kind of our, most of the things that we did in the city. Um, there's, we hope for beach time there, but there's really not any good beaches. So if you're planning a beach time, you're not going to really find too much there. I would skip it. Uh, seeing that oil sheen on top of the water kind of is a turn off anyways on the Caspian Sea. We did a day tour. We wanted to go see the mud volcanoes, of course. Like, why would you skip those if you're going? 
Um, and so we took a tour out to Kobustan and that was really cool. We were the first ones there that day in the morning, got up really early and these giant mud volcanoes that bubbles up from the, you know, from the center of the earth, this gas, it just keeps coming up and up and up. And you think it would be hot and steamy, but it's actually cool and chilly almost. Um, and because Jess has been a baby, she made me go on first and a little nervous. I thought, what if I just sink to the bottom? Like, what if I can't swim in this? I'll die. <laughs> Thinking of all the worst case scenarios. And it's actually impossible to sink yourself in it because it like won't let you push your body down. But it's really neat because all of a sudden those bubbles come up and just one giant bubble um, will give you a, uh, a bubble, a bubble enema almost. So it's, it was really fun though. We hung out there. We got it all over our body, caked in our, you know, caked it all over us. We're supposed to be really good for your skin. And then we went swimming in a little pool nearby and that was kind of fun. Uh, it was actually supposed to be how we got all the mud off us. And Jess and I did really good. But um, that water was really bubbly with like gas and such. So it has a funny smell to it. And we also brought a, he brought along as part of the tour, uh, like five gallons of water to dump all over this. And I think we were still finding mud in parts that I can't mention like four or five days later. So, <laughs> but it was really fun. That was really worth it. You need a four wheel drive vehicle. Well, I guess you don't. There's some like crazy lot of drivers um who who were you know just taking those back roads and they've just mastered it but that was what this guy started this company for was because there's no tourist infrastructure to get here so from there we went up into kobustan and we saw the archaeological site where like the old writings from like prehistoric times were on the walls and that was cool we did a self-led tour uh, but again it was really hot we were we were sweating our butts off up there um, after that, we went out to Yanardog, Y-A-N-A-R-D-A-G. Uh, may not be saying that right, but it was basically, um, it's a mountain that's on fire at the base. And that's really neat to see. Um, they've tried to make it into a tourist attraction, but it just it's just a mountain that's on fire. So there's not much more to it than that, but it's still definitely worth a visit. Um, and you could definitely spend some time there. Um, maybe an hour though, most. From there, we went to an old, uh, along the Silk Road, there was like a caravanserai that, uh, the Hindus eventually really put some time into and they stayed there because they could not only rest on their travels uh, along the Silk Road, but they could also um, basically worship the fire there. And they had a, um, a place where they would cremate and they would just, you know, that fire just burned all the time. And it was really cool to see. So if you get time, that's one that you'd want to check out as well. Um, and that's going to be part of that package tour as well. If you find a package tour, because there are a few different companies that do that. Um, after that, that was most of our day tour. We stopped at a mosque and it was, it was interesting. Nothing that I'd want to point out, um, you know, that you'd want to make, make you want to go, but um, there was just not a ton of, for day trips there. I think if we had more time, we wanted to go to Shecky. And that would have been, you know, the the only kind of get up in the mountains or go into the south where I think it's a little more um, just different than the city life. City life is very like, um, you know, flashy and expensive. And the only bad thing, too, I, I want to point out is like just outside of the beauty and glitz of the city is just oil derricks everywhere, just scarring the land. And it just shows you like. This whole thing is just built on this one product and like what, and I just wondered like what happens when that product runs out, you know, or when we get off of oil, which can't come soon enough, um, will they still have the money for all these projects? You know, um, one, one thing I want to point out just as far as tips when you're there is Uber is so cheap. 
Like, I don't think I've ever seen it cheaper. We're talking like 78 cents would be like a short trip around town, you know, in Uber. And I think that's because not only is Uber trying to break into the market, but also gas, I think from our drivers said is subsidized. So, um, you know, that's something you'll want to keep in mind. Also plan your borders as far as how you're getting to the next place. Obviously we're not going to Russia, but if we couldn't go to Armenia, because that border is closed due to the war, you cannot cross anywhere there. Um, you cannot obviously, well, you probably could go into Iran, but we weren't headed there. Couldn't get our visa. But if you, we wanted to go from Georgia and that border is even closed and we had full, full plans to do that by, you know, by train, um, by the night train, we we're going to sleep on the night train. We we're going to save some money. And sure enough, that was closed. So we had to pay like 200 and, you know, at one point it said $450 for that flight. So kind of freaked us out and we ended up getting it for like 200, which is still way more than we wanted to pay, but we figured, shoot, we're so close. Let's check another one off of our list and explore. But yeah, and we saw some, you know, some folk dances. So there's some Azerbaijani culture you can soak in, especially if you get out of Baku. Um, and just know too, it is probably up there with one of the safest countries I've ever been to. I just absurdly safe, you know, like not one part in our travels there did I even feel remotely yeah, unsafe. The only thing I'd say is unsafe is crossing the street because it is not a bike friendly city and is barely maybe even walkable as far as, you know, crossing big streets or giant, enormous lanes where cars are flying down. So um, be careful when you are there. Uh, lastly, the person you're going to hear next is our driver and he's kind of just uh, does it on the side. Started it up, learned English, and saw there's no tourism infrastructure to go to some of these places like Kobustan, and decided to start his own little thing. So enjoy what he has to say, and overall, highly recommend traveling here, visiting here. If you're in the area, um, makes for an interesting stop, that's for sure. Thanks for listening. Later Aliyev Center, uh, in the old city, you should uh, see the Shah's Palace, uh, Shirvan Shah's Palace, and Teravan Sarai and Maiden Tower, this is a must-see. Then you can go for some museums around, which are very interesting, even inside the old city there's a miniature book museum, which is also very nice. Uh, and around Baku, especially, you should go for Gobustan and Mad Volcanoes. Gobustan is now under UNESCO, it's the World Heritage, and its history goes back to 200,000 before century BC and the other parts would be uh, fire temple and the burning hills which are also fire temple is both was the holy place for two religions for Hinduism and then it converted to Zoroastrianism. also very nice place to visit and I believe that's it that's the key points okay Anywhere outside of the city that you'd recommend? Other other regions that are really nice for tourists? Uh, it depends on type of tourist, but uh, if you are more to history and culture, you should go definitely for Sheki, Sheki city. And on the way there is Shamahi city and uh, Gabala city, which both have got a uh, couple of places in each where there is historical sites and some uh, archeological diggings. So you should take a look at that one. If you are more for nature and hiking, you should head to the uh, south of Azerbaijan. This is uh, Lerik, Lenkaran, Astana region, or go for the uh, 
northwest of Azerbaijan. So we have got, despite that this is a small country, we have got a lot of options for tourists. Excellent. Uh, and what time is the best time of year to visit if someone was going to visit? Uh, we have got, well, I definitely do not advise the uh, summer because it's <laughs> kind of hot. But the other regions, uh, other seasons are very good. You can visit at any time. We have got mild winter and uh, the spring and the fall is also a very good time for visiting. Also in winter, we have got two winter complex which are operating fully and they are, for example, lots of tourists from Europe nowadays are heading to our winter complexes because it's very nice, you can go for skiing and the prices are triple cheaper than in Europe. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, and if what is the name of your tour company and how could they find you? Uh, the name of my company is Travel in Baku. Just go to uh, any web browser, Google Chrome and type in travelinbaku.com. This is how you can reach me. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you too. It was a pleasure.